When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, Whiskey Ginger fans? If you want to come see the Red Rocket live, come check me out. This weekend, I'm in Bridgeport, Connecticut at Stress Factory, June 13, 14, 15. Next weekend, I'm in La Jolla, San Diego, California at the Comedy Store, June 21, 22, 23. Uh, And then I will be in Lexington, Kentucky, Comedy Off-Broadway, July 11th, 12th, and 13th. Then I will be in Sacramento, California, July 18, 19, 20. Then I'll be in Montreal, Canada for Just for Laughs, doing two shows of my own on the 24th and the 25th. And then on the 26th, I'll be doing a Whiskey Ginger Live in Montreal. And then August 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, I'm in the St. Louis Helium in St. Louis, Missouri. Check it out at andrewsantino.com. Spread the word, spread the love. Come check me out, baby. In here, we pour whiskey, whiskey. You're oh, that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me five dollars for the whiskey, seventy-five dollars for the horse. Gingers are oh, hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger, I like gingers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean it once again today. It's yeah. Tim Dillon. Look at this, huh? Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Welcome to Los Angeles. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'm, I think it's day seven. What happened when you got here? Name the first thing that happened. Um, Did you get a modeling contract? People told me to leave. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> get people, the fuck out. There was a group of people in West Hollywood who came to the house uh, like Frankenstein and basically slammed on the door and said, no, nothing. I mean, not ev- everything here is boring. Yeah. It's, you know, all these people that think like, LA's evil. It's a pedophile cult. It's this, it's that. It's really just vapid and boring. Yeah. It's not this nefarious thing. It's just people just walking around eating poke bowls. A lot of poke bowls. Trying to figure it out. Yeah, but there are there are a lot of like sex, child sex cults and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, I'm you sure. just gotta know where to go. You gotta know where to go. Yeah. You yeah, haven't I, you haven't been privy to that yet. I'm not privy to anything. Yeah, we'll get you around. I'm doing I'm doing spots at the improv lab. <sighs> no, I do some main rooms. I'm doing some main room <laughs> spots. I know it's tough. It's tough. In you're the beginning, le- it's tough. No, but you're not in the beginning. You came from a level in New York where you were already successful. Now you're kind of... Oh, LA makes people su- semi-start over. You have to like semi-start over. Even well, if you're yeah. successful somewhere else, you come here and LA's like... Uh, well, I got to start over in every way. But New I, York would do yeah. that to us. Yeah, well, yeah, to an extent. I mean, I think now with the podcast, you can do whatever you're doing from anywhere. Yeah. But I got to make new friends. I got to make new, you know... How many friends do you, do you think you need? I just want people who have large homes and pools. I mean, let me let me define friend in the way that I would like to define yeah, friend. Yeah, please. A friend to me... Does he have a pool? Do you have a pool? No, no. And that's uh. why he's on probation. Uh, a friend to me is somebody <laughs> that you can really sink your teeth into and suck the blood and the marrow out of them. Right. Until, you know, it's it's no longer beneficial. And then you have to move on to another host. I'm living right You're now... You're a parasite. I'm living in a $2 million home because a woman, a friend of mine's family is dissolving. Yeah. Her family's falling apart, so I saw an opportunity there and I grabbed it. That's well. You're not. Oppor- are you an opportunist, or do you think that's just you, you? That's genuinely what you want to do with your life is you just want to find people that are broken, and 
You don't fix any of their problems. Do you make them I worse? Mean, come on. You can't. Nobody's problems can get fixed. Let's, not at all? Well, not really. No. So you go into this world knowing she's broken. You know you're not helping, but you're getting exactly what you need. I know. You're perfect for LA. I know that when a corpse is decomposing, mm-hmm. okay? Go, yeah. There's a whole host of people in the, in the natural world mm-hmm. that need to go and feed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I have to go and feed on the corpse because it's the right thing to do. It is. It is actually morally correct. It is morally correct to find opportunities in the pain of others. Okay, I get that. This is the reality. That's the reality of life. The, the reality of life is that if you're not doing that, what are know, you doing? What are you doing? What are your, what are your main goals and aspirations for, for stand-up I would like LA? to start a small cult yeah. where I would decide who gets in. Mm-hmm. and Where no, I get in? I, mean, my, uh, I don't know. You don't, you don't need it. Right. You don't need it. You've got a wife and a home. and you know, I'm past very, the cult. Yeah, you don't yeah. need it. No, no, no. I need I need people who are willing to go out and do things for me. You know, right? Yeah. Like, what's some I, of the things that people need to do for you? Punch Elizabeth Warren if I want them to. Got it. You know, if I say go and get her, they get, get her. her. Yeah, I'm kidding. That's a joke. You and know, I'm a comedian. As, you know, <laughs> I'm a comedian. It's a joke. You have, I'm a comedian. It's so funny that you have to justify what's a joke now. You can just throw yeah. her away if you don't no, want her. No, but my, my, my whole thing is this. Cubs. I love. Here, here's the reality. As Come much here. as I kid around about like. I just like crazy people. Yeah. And the friend that I'm living in her house now is really, I had no idea when I met her a few years ago that I, I would live in her house. I just liked her because she was crazy. Yeah, she's a psycho. She's a psycho. Now, she acknowledges her psychosis, right? She's like, she knows she's nuts. I, you know, yes. Yeah. She's, this is the first line. This is one of the first lines that came out of her mouth, which made me love her and I thought it was funny. She looked at me very earnestly over lunch and she said, I feel horrible for Harvey Weinstein. And as soon as she said that, I go, I'm going to be friends with this woman. Forever. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I said, this is a person, I'm going to take a journey into their life. Yeah. Because I, that's, to me, to say that earnestly. You also feel bad for Harvey. Not, no, I don't feel bad for him. You're bummed out. I think we could have worked together. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel like if there's any guy that would have gotten me. Yeah. He's a bigger man. He yeah. understands. I don't, I don't, I, I think what he did was wrong, but no one, you know, I mean, what he did to the, you know, women, but I mean, on an artistic level, could me and Harvey have had a, yeah, I mean, you could have worked together. On I some think stuff. we would have had a great time. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. You know, I, I, I get that. I, I, are you a Cosby denier? Do you, do you feel like what Cosby did was, uh, was any of that true or no? No, it was true. All of it was true. A lot of it. Yeah. But I will tell you this. What about Michael? Michael Jackson? Yeah, or Jordan, either one. A lot of the Michael Jackson was, I believe, true. You think a lot of the kid stuff was real? Yeah. You think any of that stuff was real? Did he fuck kids? Yeah? Yeah. I don't know, dude. I got to tell you. What are you, what, let me A lot of conspiracies point. online about those guys looking for money. I, I understand that, but I'm just going off of why a grown man would, would have sleep an in amusement a park in his home. Okay. And then sleep in a bed with kids. Let's talk about it. It's a bad Okay, Sign. interview me. You, I'm, I'm just a man who lives that same life. I'm okay. not Michael I'm just a rich guy. Okay. Okay, so interview Hi, me. We're a little concerned. Uh, we're yeah. from the neighborhood. We're a little concerned about some of the goings on. I mean, we do appreciate the roller coaster. We do like it. Yeah, I thought you liked it, didn't you? You know, we do enjoy it. But a yeah. lot of the, ki- you know, the kids are having long stays. And uh-huh. I mean, it's not a, a camp technically. So we don't know what you're doing. And Well, did you, do you know that we are doing ice cream sandwiches tonight? All through the night, we're making homemade ice cream sandwiches. Really? Yeah, homemade. 
like on cookies, like chip witches? Yeah, we're cook- we're baking the cookies, organic baked cookies, like from scratch, and then we're also making our own ice cream from Interesting. scratch. All right, and so you just sleep with the kids? Well, I mean, we're up all night eating popcorn and, and ice yeah, cream sandwiches. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, that's I don't I don't have a huge if they end up at the that. butt of my bed when I'm sleeping. Yeah, we're it's a big it's a it's a slumber party. Well, I got to be honest. Now that you've explained it, uh-huh. I don't have a huge issue. I just got to talk to my wife because you know them. <laughs> I mean, they're irrational. I can't believe we let them out of the they're house. They're irrational. No, but there's a lot of dark stuff happening. And there's yeah. a lot of celebrities. There's a whole cottage industry of people that cater to the whims of celebrities and yeah. rich people. So if like he wants to get injected with any drug, some guy, should, I can't even, I can't get medicine I need. Yeah, <laughs> but if he wants to get injected with whatever killed him, there's a doctor that shows up, opens a bag, and just starts He's poking good to go. him because that's money. Yeah. I can't get a Z pack if I have bronchitis. <laughs> but if you're a millionaire in LA, you somebody will show up and just start injecting you with whatever you want. Isn't that wonderful, though? It's a it's Once why you get I'm to that here. Level, yeah, that's why we're that's all why here. here. Are you, are you, um, I, I can't mention his name. This is so I wish I could, but a friend of mine was approached by Kevin Spacey. I've to, had a friend who was approached by Kevin Spacey too. To go to Sting's house. He was like, do you want to go to Sting's house with me? Oh. What do you think happens there? Give me the picture of what happens when you go to Sting's house with Kevin Spacey. I don't know. I mean, Sting is, uh, I've never heard anything about Sting and I've kind of. Oh, really? I've done episodes on my podcast about human trafficking and we've talked about celebrities. Sting has never come up. You know, no, no, no. I talk a lot more about politicians. He has legal sex. He, he, right, he, he's isn't not, he into like tantric sex? He loves tantric sex. He loves tantric sex. Yeah, so he's big into like going for hours and hours and hours. He's also into- He's the, also a good looking guy. He's talented. He probably has a little small mm-hmm. penis. He loves cucking too. Right. Big okay. cucker. Big cucker. So, so what is Spacey doing in that situation? That's why I want you to paint me the picture. I don't know. Yeah, I mean- I would Give me the best guess. Hey, <sighs> Tim, welcome. I'm Sting's assistant. And, and I'm- Who am I now? I'm, You're you, you cunt. Oh. Hey, Tim, welcome. I'm Sting's assistant. I'm Margo. <laughs> Do you want to go to the back there by the pool? Um, sure. What's going on back there? Is it is it uh, is it like a Benihana night? No, it it it, it was. Yeah, yeah, that was is last. That night. What's happening tonight is Chili's. We're doing Chili's night. Oh, okay. Yeah, we have Chili's catered in. And uh, and there's a, there's just some people to meet back there. Some fun people. Yeah. You want to okay. remove your clothes real quick? Um, but I, keep your shoes on. Please keep your shoes on. Clothes off, shoes on. Okay. We're like the opposite of most homes. Most yeah. people make you take off their shoes. We say get your dick keep out, your but leave sh- your shoes on. Keep, and, and, and then just whoever wants my dick gets it. Oh, pretty Interesting. much. Yeah, pretty okay. much. Pretty and we're much. not super concerned about like making everyone show their license. No. Good. Yeah, why? Because, right. I don't I, even I know if you can drive. I think everybody should just really experience life. How old are you? Uh, I'm 34. You're good. Yeah. I mean, you're a little old, but you're right. good. Yeah. We'll take you. I would like to think Sting's not fucking kids. No, he doesn't fuck kids. I hope he's not fucking kids. I don't think Spacey fucked kids either. I think he hits on kids. No, I think he fucks kids. You do? Well, he's hitting on them. What do you think? Maybe he's never landed one. How stupid are those kids? (laughs) I mean, it's Kevin Spacey. (laughs) No, if you're hitting on 15-year-olds, you're getting a certain portion of them. Yeah, you are. If you're a famous dude. I mean, this is what's really evil. These guys prey on... You know, p- kids that are like poor, um, always poor, underprivileged kids. Yeah, that, not yeah. like me, like poor and fat. No, nobody does like, poor and fat. No, space is not approaching poor fatties. That's sad. He's going to like good-looking poor kids. You, were you poor as a kid? No, I was not. I mean, I grew up lower middle class. We had an in, we had an in-ground pool. I'd say that's middle. Yeah, it's middle class. That's nice. We had an in-ground pool. in-ground pool is nice. As it was a kid. six feet. I, I've said this before, but you couldn't dive like with your pool. I can't dive down. No, you dive. I have to dive out. Mm-hmm. So 
I have to remember as I'm jumping into your pool that I can't dive down. That's right. And that feeling to me, that in midair feeling is poverty. Mm-hmm. Like that to me, that feeling of just not letting myself, not letting the 300 pounds of myself cascade into whatever depths of the idea that I have to remember that yeah. to me is, is not where I want to be. No, you, you I want to yeah. be in a situation where I can go as deep as I want. Yeah. What, what kind of wealth do you think you're going to acquire? I think I will die with $30,000 in the bank. <laughs> in total, that's it. In total? Yeah. No, I would like to make real money. Like a lot of money. I'd like a lot of money. What in your what in your what in your brainstem is a lot of money? What goes? That's a lot of money. I'm good. If I look at my career as a comedian and I say to myself like a realistic projection of by yeah. the end of my career, what could I have if I continue on my course? Yeah. Six billion dollars. Easy. Six to seven billion. Wow. If I just keep podcasting, we're gonna go twice a week. We'll do a Patreon. If I keep that up, I think six billion dollars. How likely is? But again, that? I don't really know how money works or what it is. Let me just, so I well, could let, be let's, wrong. Let's get a gauge. I could be really wrong. Let's get a gauge. Yeah. How much is it, does a car cost? Great question. So you really don't? You no, have no I'm concept. kidding. I know, I know it all. I mean, no, I don't know. Listen, I mean, if I, could make, if I could make seven figures a year, that would be great. That'd be hot. Yeah, but I mean, that, 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 that's a realistic. Now I look at houses in Hancock Park. I look at you know, $1.8 million, $2 million little Spanish terracotta homes, and I go, that's, that's my fantasy. That's your dream. Yeah, it's no longer the Bel Air mansion with gates. It's no longer the helipad and the Palisades. Mm-hmm. It's a $2 million home in Hancock Park and freedom. The freedom to do what I want. Yep. Podcast, talk, do whatever I want. Did you get a lot of shit for moving to LA from all the New York people? Not really. Honestly? They, was somebody, did you get any flack from friends that were like, don't go out to that I fucking... I think Bobby Kelly called me. He's like, what do you think? It's 1995? You gotta go get a deal? <laughs> dude, dude. What you, Isn't uh, that the pot calling the kettle black a little bit? Yeah. yeah. No, it, you know what it is? It's, uh, I, I think right now, you guys have led the way yeah. in the podcasting world. Sure. To a point where I think the New York comics now are actually a little, they're quiet. Oh, yeah. They're kind of quiet. They're yeah. kind of not nearly... You know, because you guys, and there's there's some fucking amazing comics in L.A. There's some good like comics, yeah. it used yeah. to be where people would be like, New York is the home of stand-up. It's like, that's not, I mean, it's still where you get good at stand-up. Yeah, you, you get way stronger because I you can mean, do more. I mean, dude, the amount of great comics in L.A. I don't know, everybody was, and I came out here so much before I moved, people thought I lived here. Yeah. So people. You were here enough. I was here enough. I, I always liked it here, and I always knew that, like, I think you just go where good things happen. So I'd come here, right. I would, I would, good things would happen. I would uh, make videos that were funny because there's not, a, there's not as much stage time. So I would sit around my buddy Ben and we would sit around in a garage and we'd go, what could be funny? And we'd make these dumb videos and then we'd podcast. And I, you, you know, I think, so I just started coming back because good things were happening. And it felt good. Yeah, and then my friend's family fell apart. I love that. It's so It's essential. so nice. It's, it's so nice. It's so nice. Because well, you didn't know when it was going to happen. Right. I sat through so many awkward dinners. I'm like, when is the breaking point? You know, <laughs> when are we going to, let's just fold it. Yeah. You know, and I would just sit there and just wait for it to disintegrate. But now it's kind of disintegrate and I yeah. found a place among the ruins. Home. You found home. Home. You found in the a ashes, home. in the ruins. That's so nice and sweet. That's that's truly the American dream. It really is the American Wait dream. Wait for someone to shatter, I feel fall ba- apart. I'm not a total... I am moral in the extent that I feel bad a little bit. Yeah. For the children. Why? Great question. And that's well, the one I can't answer. And that's, that's what, why it doesn't That's how really, you know I've been living in LA for a yeah, while. Yeah, it doesn't upset me that much. Why? 
Doesn't upset me that much. I feel bad because the little kid's like being taken out of his house, out of his. <laughs> yeah, I know. He goes out of his room. Bye. And he's like giving his cat a hug. He's like, I'm not going to see you for a while. It's like, come on. Dude, get out. Enough. <laughs> um, if you could have moved anywhere in LA, would you have moved to West Hollywood? I like the Palisades. Yeah. I like. Are you beach. okay with WeHo? Uh, it's, I like that it's near the clubs. Yeah, that's why I live there like for so long. I like near the clubs. Yeah. It's also, I thrive and feed off mental illness. That's everywhere. And I like that there's a lot of mental illness. Yeah. I, I might get sleepy in Glendale or Eagle Rock. I like to walk outside yeah. and, and I'm just like. You want to be in the chaos. It's crazy all day, every day. Just the other day, I was getting a Poke Bowl. Uh, <laughs> uh, Rolls Royce Phantom pulls up. Yeah. A woman on a phone, there's little kids in the back, she's screaming on the phone, she just grabs his Pokeballs and then gets back in the car and just speeds off. Love. And then for a few minutes I can just go, what, what, what's, what are they about? Yeah. What's that life? Yeah. When do those kids do coke? 11? Yeah. 12? 9, 10, When 11. do they start medicating? Because mommy's not really interested in being mommy. No. So, it's, so that's, that's the type of stuff where I, I'm attracted to like that dark stuff. LA, LA kind of uh, nurtures that idea. A, fr yeah. a family friend said in junior high, uh, you know, for, for like us in junior high, it was like a hand job was like, whoa. Yeah. Now a, a blow job is a handshake. Were you popular in high school? I guess, yeah. Okay. But like in a weird sense of like everybody knew me, but I didn't, I didn't have a, my group was like three people. Yeah, so that's no. That's okay. That's not a, that wouldn't be a popular guy. I don't know how to explain it. I was popular. But, but that but did you go to popular parties? Were you I the did. popular prom limo? Yeah, I could if I wanted to. But here now, okay. But I chose not I to don't a wanna, few times. I don't want to challenge you. Yeah. But this is starting to get very suspect. Well, you can. I'm, no, no, no. This whole idea of like, well, I could have if I wanted to. No, it, here's I, what's th weird. Th this <laughs> is, I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> here's That's what it like is. me being like, oh, sure, a six pack. I could have one if I wanted to. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, maybe. I was. Maybe you could. I, I, I think I was. Re re I just, I'm trying to be a little here's bit what I humble about it. Here's what I think. I won Mr. High School my senior year. Did you? Yeah. I was nominated for Homecoming King. I yeah. didn't win. They gave yeah. it to a kid whose mother died and the other, the other kid's father died 9 11. And oh, then me. So cheap. So cheap. I'm the real you winner. You have to have a dead parent I'm the real win. winner because Thank you. my parents are still alive. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> my dad didn't die in a fake terrorist attack that never <laughs> happened. So, but so you won Mr. High School. Now, that isn't even yeah. a real thing. I just want to tell you that's not a real thing. <laughs> it's not Homecoming King. It is. It is. Yeah. What retarded high school yeah. has Mr. High School? Well, it's it was the name. It's Mr. N and H S. It was Mr. of Mr. Mr. Edward. Wait, what? Yeah, Mr. Edward Edward High School. And this was suburban Chicago. Yeah. And you were Mr. High School in senior year. Senior year, I won Mr. High School. Yeah. And you, but you're not in the popular problem. I was. I just okay. Yes, oh, I so was. Then what, so then, why are you not admitting that? Because I disassociated with a lot of the popular groups. Very, I just didn't really like being... This is so funny. We're really scratching the surface of a psychosis you have. Yes. You're pretending that you're not popular. It's like people in LA pretend they're not rich. No, I was, but it was also like I didn't... Uh... Do you feel you didn't deserve it? Because I deserve my popularity. I earned no, it. I, didn't, I didn't stay in touch with any of those people. They, they weren't, I wasn't really close with any of those people. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, because my... now they're probably, they're probably very nice, normal, regular, boring They have people. their lives together, yeah. They have yeah. all their... Yeah. But I mean, like, even after, right after high school, I didn't stay with friends with anybody. I left Chicagoland. I moved west as fast as i could so like i was bleeding to get out yeah so i was just like i gotta get the fuck out of here so, so i you would reach the pinnacle of that environment i just know i just you were missed i high wanted school, to leave like, so bad out. yeah yeah they gave me the high school i gave it back i didn't right. want it i don't who, need that who, needs it? who wants that on your shoulders yeah yeah so I, I so i guess popular is a it's a weird term my school was fucking huge it was like four thousand people at my school me too 
Are you me tooing me right now? No, I'm just saying. Don't me too me right now. Me too. I had all of those uh, po- popularity. And you were popular in high school? In ninth grade, I was not. Tenth grade, I was not. Eleventh grade, I started to be. And then in twelfth grade, I was nominated for Homecoming King. And uh, I went to all the parties. I was in the limo, you know, the prom limo, the thing. I, you know, reached that apex of that high school bullshit. And I realized that that's very important in life. It's extremely important. important to yeah. be well-liked. Social intelligence is yeah. very important. What, what fraternity were you in? There were no fraternities in my what high school. What fraternity were you in? There were literally no fraternities. What fraternity did I you... I was in Zeta. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was in Zeta before I went to high school. Junior Zeta in my town. My town was a lot of druggies. Yeah. So I was into drugs early and What'd you often. get into? I got into Coke at 13, which mm. I know a lot of people are like, no, you didn't online. And I'm like, it ain't hard. No, yeah. Kids are doing it now. Yeah. It's not a thing that doesn't happen. Did you get into hard shit? Well, I was doing, I did like cocaine and Vicodin, Percocet, Demerol a few times, a couple of morphine pills, never meth, love my acid, love my shrooms, special K, ecstasy back in the day, wasn't Molly, consistent weed, loved booze, little gin martini, never hurt anybody. When did it go away? Uh, 25. Wow. 25, it all went away. What was the moment? I was a juror on a murder trial, and the man, I was convicting a man of murder, torture, and rape, and I was sending him to jail for 150 years. Um, and that's not a realistic time scale. You can't, nobody lives that long anymore. I know, but it's just, this is just, this, that's the way sentences are. If you ever watched, I don't, I don't ever, understand it. Okay, well, it's the criminal justice system. I think it's ridiculous. And it's very important. You should only be able to send to someone for as long as they could actually live. But no, it's, it's, a, it's a ceremonial thing because you're sentenced on murder one and then you're sentenced on all the other things that you committed. I think murder should be a 10 year trial. I'm, I'm a lawyer and a judge. Are you? No. 10 and, years in and out. But I served on a trial, it's the same thing. Okay. So, I was I was in this trial. This is true, and Got I was it. and the, the guy kind of liked me. This dude, he kind of like we had a kinship. He was like a chubby Spanish guy, and every now and then I would I would be eating chips. Like the the coroner would be like, and he stabbed her in each eye, and I'd be eating chips, and the judge would shoot me a look, and then I would just kind of go like this. I'd be like, <laughs> and then the fat defendant would be like. <laughs> You know, it was fun. We had a good rapport. Yeah. And I dropped Altoids once and I went all over the place and he just cackled like a madman. <laughs> and this is in the middle of hearing how he brutally, brutally murdered uh, the mother of his children to the point where the, 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 the medical examiner is like, we stopped. We didn't know how we, we stopped at 60. How many times he stabbed? Yeah. We, we stopped oh at 60 because it, the, the tissue damage was so much we couldn't tell how, how many. But it was wow. boom, 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 boom. And in the middle of that, I dropped Altoids and went all over the place. And literally, he went like this. He went, <laughs> and I just realized, I thought it was funny too. I was like, <laughs> me and him were laughing. It was wildly inappropriate. Yeah. Um, uh, and, but during, during the, that trial, when I sentenced him to rot in jail for the rest of his life. Yeah. Yeah. Because you definitely were like, that's, I've had fun with you, but I do need to put you away for 100 Well, he years. was guilty, I think. Every, I didn't really listen to a lot of the evidence, but it was like <laughs> a lot of the other people were super into it every day. Right. I was kind of like floating in and out. Yeah. Um, again, drunk. Yeah. And uh, I said to myself, I'm like, I'm looking at this ADA, and she was a fucking beast. Now she's like the fucking whatever in Nassau County, like the DA or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, she gives this closing statement. And let me tell you, this thing was so good. Like... You talk about performance. You talk about somebody who was on that day. She got up. It was so good in the middle of it. He stood up and he goes, I didn't do this crime, which is like, okay, I did it. You, you, buddy. I did it. You did it. I did it. But it was so good and so intense and so real. And I'm like, this bitch is meant to be doing exactly what she's doing. Yeah. Like this is, she's fucking keyed in 
to, and I was also very jealous because everyone on the jury was like talking to her and usually they would listen to me during lunch but like this is, was her she moment she took over it was really big and I said I want to do something that I feel connected to yeah and I'm selling subprime mortgages in a strip mall in Long Island and I had always believed that was my destiny and it was a nice fun thing it was a good thing it was yeah. camaraderie there was a lot of people around uh, and uh, I, I said to myself I'm like I'm I gotta like I, I want to do something like this chick is doing. Right. And for me, that was making people laugh. But in order to do that, I had to kind of sober up. Because every night after this trial, me and my friend Bud Munster, who's my friend's father, coolest guy in the world, how cool? I got into two boating accidents with him. <laughs> That's how cool he was. His son wouldn't get on the boat. His son goes, why are you getting on the boat with him? I'm like, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. We have a lot of fun. And uh, I was thrown, one first accident thrown off into a marsh to an egret's nest. These are big stalk-like yeah. birds. I'm in the marsh. Thrown off a boat going like 35 miles an hour, you know, open bay, dark, just on fuck it. Next accident, we smash into the piling of a bridge. You hit a fucking bridge. We hit a bridge. I, I am thrown off the boat because the bridge is like five miles an hour and he's going through a 30. Mistake. And the, 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 just bad. And then I get back on the boat and my back is all scratched and bleeding because as I fell off the boat, I scratched the side of the boat. And then he just looked at me because you cannot hang out with me anymore. And I said, why? And he goes, because I'm trying to kill myself. And I, then it clicked. It clicked. I'm like, oh, and this was like towards the end of the murder trial because he'd come to the, he didn't work. He's never, he didn't work. He never worked. And he would come to the murder trial every day. But Bud would come every fucking just day. Just to support you? Just to hang out. And then mm -hmm. we'd go to the bars in Long Island at night and just tell people about the whole thing. We were like, you gotta see this. Um, and, uh, but it all started to come together at that point in my life when he was yeah. like, you can't hang out with me anymore. He's like, I'm trying to kill, I'm trying to kill myself. Like, that's what I'm just trying to do. I'm trying Did to Did his die. son know that? What? Did his son know that? Yeah, that's why I didn't get on the boat. I told his son that. My son's like, yeah, that's why we don't get on the fucking boat with him, you <laughs> idiot. And I'm like, but he's fun. Are you still friends with his son? Yeah. Yeah, son's doing great. But him, so, you don't talk to Bud anymore. I would, but he's in Georgia. I love Bud. I mean, Bud was a fun guy. Fun guy. Could we call him? I don't know if he'll. I don't think he'll answer. But he, I mean, he, he's probably fucked up. He never answers. So Bud, 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 and this murder trial were the catalyst for you to get clean. Yeah, because like, I, I saw. I'm like, there's a real. There's a real. We're we're heading to a bad place. Yeah. Because I was drinking every night, close to a bottle of vodka a night. By yourself. Twenty five years old. I had a $600,000 house in Long Island that was rapidly foreclosing. I had mail, piles of mail. I was just throwing them in out of the room. Yo, this. Yo, the county, $50,000 worth of taxes. I would just throw it, throw them, just fucking bang a line, do a fucking drink. You were living in, a Quentin Tarantino movie. Get in my, yeah. Well, I mean, we tried to make this a show and no one bought it. So, I mean, a movie would be, that's aspirational, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then I'd get my Chevy Suburban that I could barely afford to drive. It was a 44-gallon tank. Gas was like $4 at that point. It was yeah. brutal. This was 2009, 2008, 2009. Heart of the financial crisis. Nightmare. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to end up dead if I keep hanging out. With, with these people. With these people. I'm living this life of people that want to die. Did you go broke? Oh, yeah. How broke? I mean. you Zero? I mean, I didn't have money. I mean, I, I was working and I had little money, but... You lost the house. I lost the house. Cars, house, yeah. bank accounts. I went zero. I would say I went... Yeah, I went zero. 
because then I got into comedy and then I was like, oh, I don't need money. And it kind of helps that I don't have a life. I don't have any credit. I have nothing. Right. I moved into a small room in New York City in a, a five-story walk-up fifth floor with two other comics. And, you know, who are the I, comics? Do we know who they are? Uh, no. Okay. Yes, but no. <laughs> um, Kevin Brennan. Yeah, it was Kevin Brennan and Neil. And we they lived together? together? Yeah. That's we so weird together. that they got back together. Yeah. After all these no, years. No, so it, it, it was a real nightmare, but that part of my life was like, oh, it's good I don't have any fucking money, but it was just, I don't need it. Right. I was like, I was happy. I was like, I'm doing comedy every night. I'm living like a block from Times Square, and these people, this married couple would fight every night, and I would just, you know, just walk around Times Square, talk to like hot dog guys. I talked to like halal guys. The halal just guys smoke are smoke cigarettes nice. with them and talk to them and whatever, you know? And then uh, I would just, that's kind of how I got good at comedy because I was like, well, there's nothing else. I mean, the mortgage yeah. industry is over. I have no money, no credit. I have nothing. You collapsed. I collapsed. It was a total collapse. But it's perfect. And that, that's what it led actually you. Actually, so how old perfect. are you now? 26 at this age? Uh, yeah, about that. Yeah, wow. about 26. Wow, that's fucking incredible. That's like what you needed to get started. Did, you ever, what, did you ever want to be a comedian? Well, I was a child actor from when I was six to when I was 12. That I know. I actually do know that. Because yeah. I've heard some of your stories. It's yeah, funny. so I mean. But did so, you want to be a comic? I was always very funny. I liked certain types of comedy. Like, I was never a comedy nerd, but I loved Patrice O'Neill. I loved Bill Hicks. I would listen to ONA. Dead, I would listen dead, to Stern. Alive, listen to alive. all those guys. Uh, I would listen to political talk radio. I thought those guys were always very funny, even yeah. though they were wild. Who do you uh, like now? As a comic or as just a radio person? Who do you like now as a comic? Who, what comics are you like? I like those guys. When I look, like people that I'm genuinely very impressed by. Yes. Sebastian Maniscalco puts on a Broadway show. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Yes, he's a, yeah, he's a show. Watching him, it's a Broadway show. Yeah. Uh, Joey Cocodilla is amazing. The best. Um, you know. Cocksucker. I like uh, some more. Black comic. Some more? Some more. DC Improv. I don't Packs know. Out the DC Improv. Yeah, well, because this industry cares about a certain type of black comic. Yeah. But Samore is one of the funniest people that you'll ever see. Well, I see. There's a lot. I, I, I'll say this. I'll defend L.A. in the fact that L.A. Is, has a good black comedy scene. Sure. And, and, and independently grown so significantly over the yeah. years. I got to tell you, like, D. Ray Davis started Mo Better Mondays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, D. Ray Davis got famous, famous in the stand-up world, literally from cultivating his own show. Right. So I, I don't – I know a bunch of – I know how New York, it's so much different. New York, black and white comics are much more intermingled. Out yeah. here, there is a white scene, a black scene. Yeah. And they cross. But the black scene out here is so strong. Yeah. There's so many good yeah. black comics out So, here. like, last year I was doing DC Improv. This year I did the big room. Last year I did the little room. And some more was in the big room. Yeah. And you just watch somebody pack out every show. Yep. Kill for an hour. Yep. With no TV. The industry doesn't fuck with her at all. And the stuff, dude, is funny. Yeah. Like, it's brutally funny. Yeah, the industry likes yeah. a certain kind of black person. Yeah, 19. Yeah. Half white. Yeah. Yas Queen. Perfect hair. Perfect hair. Yeah, everything looks perfect. Uh, the name is like Gawujo Abagabi. They love Abagabi. They love that. And that's who they go with. But yeah. go, go with somebody who's 50, has seen life, has shit to say, <laughs> is funny, yeah. can make everyone laugh, no good. You know, they, you know Lunell? You know Lunell? I love Lunell. Okay, Lunell was another person that I think I've never not seen do well. Crush. Every single time. Yeah. And she's somebody that the industry does this thing with. They're like, she's great, right? And then you'd go, yeah, you should put her in some shit. And they'd go, well, yeah. Yeah, right. They would have, they, they have no, you know Yamanika's what I mean? They don't admit it. getting loved now. Yeah. Yamanika Saunders. Yamanika Saunders has been one of the funniest people. Yeah, she's hysterical. Ever. But she gets yeah. love now because of yeah. people pulled her into the system, helped, helped her get more right. into the system. Right. The, the business itself didn't 
didn't do shit for her until 100%. she made them do shit and for her. And she's as deserving and as hardworking as yeah, you Yeah, she's think. phenomenal. So I think I think what's interesting about LA, just to bounce back, is like I think LA does a great job with cultivating good a good black comedy world. Yeah. Uh, the unfortunate truth is the business itself just has this very Well, the business just idea. likes milk toast. Kevin Hart. Mainstream. Well, no. Kevin Hart I set the standard for a black idea of what the industry goes. We love this guy as a black comedian. Right. That's what I mean. And and Kevin Hart, he, he, I wouldn't even say it's the black. I think he's just the standard of, of mainstream comedy. Yeah. I wouldn't even say it's the black standard. I think it's just the standard for a sure. mainstream comedy. That for the most mainstream commercialized with. comedy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But they love that he's black. That's my point. He, yeah. That's it's what I'm huge, saying. It's a huge uh, thing for a lot of guilty white liberals going to bed and <laughs> their houses in the Santa Monica Canyon and they, you know, but they got 10,000 square foot homes, but they're the good guys. They're the nice guys. They're the good guys. We're the good guys. They're the guys that are concerned about global warming, but not enough to sit next to me in row 18 of a Delta flight. Uh -uh. They're not that concerned. Uh -uh. They're still hopping on a private jet. Right. They're still going to, It's a Tesla. Know. Yeah. It's a I Tesla. Mean, one of my favorite stories, we, we, the day before I do Rogan, I go, I go get a book to get, give him, conspiracy book. I get it from uh, people in the Palisades. They have an $8 million home in the Palisades. I open the door. It's two old people standing there. I go, what do you guys do? They go, we're activists. And it's like, <laughs> are you really? Are you really activists? Yes, they're Boy, active. that's paying well. Uh -huh. That's really doing well. Yep. Yeah. So that's where the money is. There's a lot of cognitive dissonance in LA between what it is and what people project. They project that that's where you get that mainstream liberal kind of like, we care about everybody, but the reality is they don't. This industry is essentially human trafficking. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's built on the bodies of destroyed human beings. And you can see them. You could see them as they get out of their cars to sell real estate or to uh, wait tables. And they, 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 they're pensive and cat-like and they're, they're, they're always, you know? Yeah. And they, they just look like, uh, and they smell like cigarettes and Vicodin. And they, Vicodin doesn't have a smell, but it's kind of that chalky Chalk. feel. And they're just hollowed out husks of human beings. And that's who the business is really built on. The failures, the demons. There's a great Broadway show right now called The Ferryman. It just won a Tony for best play. It's really good. You probably don't see plays right. But no it's way. good. I mean, it's, or book. Do you read books ever? You're a book guy? That's what I thought. Yeah. So, but it's if you, by accident, <laughs> if you're ever, whatever, if you have to do it. But what if the, I'm in jail? The play, right. Then I'll read right. a fucking it's book like, when I go to prison. But there's this great quote from Greek mythology where there's, all, there's like a thousand undead souls wandering the earth waiting for the ferryman to take them to hell. Wow. They can't even get to hell or heaven. They can't get anywhere. They can't even get into Hades. They're just undead wandering looking for the ferryman. And that's kind of what I feel about LA. Yeah. You just look at people. This is the undead. This is the undead. You look at them and then some of them are doing great. Yeah. But then there's a lot of people here where it's like, oh, you're just waiting for someone to say, that's enough now. That's enough. <laughs> Somebody goes up to you as you just serving a cappuccino to some <laughs> businessman. You're hoping he notices the shape of your face and yeah. lets you do something. I and want you on a sitcom. You Tim. want some old nice woman to come in and go, hey, hey, honey. And she's warm. She smells like grandma. And she says, hey, that's enough now. Why don't you come home? And then they're skinny and you look at her <laughs> and you go, grandma? And she takes you home and you eat biscuits in Georgia. The end. But most people don't That's do good. that. Most people just fade away. They fade. They fade away. What? 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 What are, you, are your parents still together? Well, my mother's a schizophrenic. Love that. In a mental institution, and my father. Did you visit? Do you visit? Selfishly yeah. left. No, I'm kidding. 
Um, <laughs> instead of moving in there with her, I do visit her once a week. Yeah, once a week. I yeah, when I'm in New York. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How she's doing good. I she mean, is. She's, well, she's schizophrenic, but so what? She's. You talk to a lot of people in our business. You go. She's only a little further than they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of people that we know. The end will not be good. The end will be in an institution where their day is planned for them. Yeah. The end does not end with freedom for many of the people that we know. It ends uh, in a very bad place where they are looking at the ceiling and looking at the ceiling and they're heavily drugged. I mean, like somebody will stand in a room and watch them take their medication and go, did you really take it? And they have to go, uh, have to go like that to show that the pills are no longer in their mouth. That is how it ends for many of our friends. But for a few of them, it'll be very, they'll do well. It'll be nice. It'll be nice. How are you going to end? I don't know. I hope like that, but also in a big house in Bel Air. <laughs> I hope it's the best and worst of both worlds. Like, I want it to be all and nothing. Yeah. Just 100%. Yeah. I don't know. What do you, what do you consider yourself on the scale of, an, like, honestly, will you consider yourself a, a, a righty or a lefty? What do you lean more to? Politically? Yeah, what do you lean more to? Interesting. Really? Genuinely. Be genuine. I'm not a lefty. No, you're not. Not a lefty. But you're not really a righty. I don't know that I'm a righty. I think, th I, I think in a perfect world, I would be more of a righty. Yeah. Like if everything was, like if, ever, if we could start over again. Yeah. I believe in people having freedom. But at the end of the day, the system that we have now is kind of the worst of both worlds. Sure. Public and private and they're intermingled. And I'm much more interested in the dark underbelly of dark money of bribery yeah. of corruption yeah. of people that are compromised in a million different ways institutionalized criminality i mean that's a shit that you know sometimes i've talked about on my show i think all of these people even the presidents are actors that are cast in these roles and i think there are billionaire families and institutions and power factions behind them right. that are allowing them essentially to serve at uh, they serve at the pleasure of these real power people and that if they ever go against them or if those people feel that they're not good for the overall picture, they can get rid of them in many different ways. Whether it's right. it used to be murder. They would just kill people yeah, they like kill Kennedy's. You. They would kill Martin Luther King. Uh, now they just – there's enough dirt on everybody to force people out with scandals, the Elliot Spitzers, people like that. You could kind of – if you anger the wrong people, they could kind of just get rid of you. So I, I think that a lot of these conversations we have is like it left, right – it's kind of like these are false choices. Yes, they are. Because the reality is we're in a hell of a mess mm. and we're not getting out. That's what I come to tell everyone. Sure. We're not getting out. It doesn't get better. No. Your thoughts have no value. Uh -huh. It doesn't matter what you believe or what you say or none of that matters. We're, we're past the peak of this empire. It will disintegrate. It will maybe slowly like this, hopefully. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, there's never been an empire that had the military strength that we do in the financial position we're in, which is $20 trillion in the hole. But we still have the Give biggest, take, yeah. strongest military. So that is interesting. Because that, you go, well, at that point, do you, do you go, oh, was, is a war needed? Something's needed. Uh, but I don't know what will happen. But I, I'm one of these people, the problem with politics is you go out to lunch with people and they go, if we just did this... It would be okay. Yeah. And you go, no, you know, I don't think so. You know, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think if we just did this, be, I'm not saying that you shouldn't do things like we should have health care. We should have all that stuff. But we are past peak. 
We're overextended all over the world. We're, we're, we've, it's a 50-year orgy. Of, we've got you know, drunk on cheap credit and, and unsustainable foreign entanglements and wars. We've right. done crazy things. It, this doesn't turn around. I don't think. So what's the way out? War? No, there's no way. I mean, the way out is the gates. The gates here. Put the gates up, privatize, take the water, take the air, yep. and ignore the tents, which is what the people here do. You see, the rich have left the planet, literally and you know, figuratively, and maybe one day literally. They don't care anymore. The rich are no longer invested in this country running as a country. And this has been, I mean, private transportation, private schools, private this, private that, private communities, private... Uh, firefighters, Kim Kardashian and them hired fucking private firefighters to go all over them, you know, to go up in Calabasas. They're uninterested in this uh, running anymore. They're more interested in what their friends in London are doing, uh, what their friends in uh, the other, other, you know, in the, in the United Arab Emirates are doing. They don't give a fuck anymore. They don't care. Isn't it doesn't that, matter to isn't them. Isn't that nice, though? It's beautiful. I'm trying it's to get nice. to there. Yeah, I want to nice? get to there. I'm trying to get to be one of those people. That's so nice. Who gets like when to you there. say private fire firefighters? Oh yeah, everything. Wonderful. I want that. Wonderful. I want that. I do that on a small level, right? We yeah. all, we we all do it. We all do it. Okay, I have a guy that does my fucking lawn. I have yeah. a guy that does my pool. Can I do those things? Sure. Okay. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna do those things. I think you're trying to. You're trying to make yourself sound a little bit. I mean, I'm talking about. No, real, I'm saying we do it at small scale, I'm and it about only killing gets killing the fucking president. If he fucks up, yeah, you're talking about lawns. We're talking about Same what thing. if Kennedy doesn't run? Yeah, what if he doesn't run? That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking <laughs> about the oh, there's a journalist who got what? He got tipped off. Well, we're gonna hijack his car remotely and send him into a tree. I'm not talking about you got a pool guy. <laughs> I, I love that you got a pool guy. I'm talking about real operators. Yeah, blood, blood. When they're eating the steak, the blood drips out, and they have the taste of blood. And they love the, the, the feeling of being able to just manipulate and control. Mm -hmm. And it is nice to have a, to have a lawn person. <laughs> too. But I get it. We all do it on a small level. We all fucking take shit on I a small do level. It. You do, do shit on a small He drove you here. Yeah. Okay. It's true. Yeah. You well, see I don't what have I mean? a license. Yeah, but you could. Well, I do. Yes. Suspended. Why? You come know, on, come on. I've never gotten along with the uh, New York State Department of Transportation. Whose, fa whose fault do you think that is? I think it's both. Yeah. I'm willing to take a little bit of the blame. But it's mostly But them. I think they have to also come to the table sure. and understand that, yes, my license has been suspended 30 times. Yes, I have left the scene of accidents. Yes, I have not paid my tickets. Yes, I used to drive around in a Suburban with bald tires that would go all over the road. And when I was pulled over, I had nor license, nor registration, or insurance. And a cop said once, what are those? And I said, how about none of the three? But I'm white, so he's like, you nuts. <laughs> and I left. And that taught me a lesson, that being white matters. It's sad, but it does. Uh, and I would just kind of, but, so I got to pay them, I think, two grand. And I, then I'll be back in business then you're good to go then i'm good to go two g's and you're out yeah but i just I, don't, I, I should do it it's just i have the money i should just do it but principle no it's i'm just ubering yeah i should do it and i just borrow people's cars without a license and then if you get pulled over here then you start a whole new system of downfall in california well if i get pulled over here you know i like I, I like to be on my feet i like i'm good when the pressure's on yeah when the cameras are on i'm ready the camera's on right now. You're good. No, if the cop pulled me over, I'd be like, I don't even, I don't even, wait, what? Do you know why I pulled you over? Uh, no, sir, I don't know. 
Well, because you were speeding excessively and changing lanes without a signal. Can I see your license and registration? Absolutely, sir. Let me see. I have my New York State. This is a non-driver ID. It's the same license number. You can go check it out. Now you go see it suspended. Now you're back to the car. Hey. Hi. Your license is suspended. Wait a minute. Where? In New York. You're from New York? I am. How long have you been living in Los Angeles? I've been living here a while, sir. I, I, I just, maybe my mail's not going to the right location. Suspended? I can't believe this. This is suspended? Yeah. I cannot believe this. So you don't have a California state driver's license? I, I don't do have, have a, a California uh, state driver's license. Do you have I, any kind of license to operate a vehicle at all? Well, I have one in New York, sir. I can operate a vehicle. It's, I a, thought it's it was suspended, in, so. I thought it was in good standing, but I had no way of knowing that, sir. Wait a minute. I have no way of knowing that. Do you know Ray Kelly? Are you, you know Ray Kelly, my father? Is know, that, Ray, wait, that's your father? That's my father. Oh. You know, Chief of Police Ray Kelly is my father. Here's what I'm going to tell you to do right now. Uh-huh. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to get back in your car. Okay. You're going to shake my hand. You're going to get back in your fucking car. And you're going to, you're going to go home and you're going to say that you, you met the son of one of the greatest civil servants that's ever lived. Okay? Uh -huh. You know what New York was doing before my father took it over? Okay? They were fucking corpses on the street. Okay? And you know what they're doing now? They got kids flying kites. That happened in the span of 15 years because of my father and a man named Rudolph Giuliani. So, sir? Yeah. Are you a white man, sir? Yes. Okay, good. What I want you to do, do you love this country? More than anything Okay, in the world. do you love Donald Trump? More than anything That's in the world. That's right. So what I want you to do is I want you to see who's an ally. Uh-huh. We're allies, yeah. okay? Because yeah. they're coming. And yeah. you know we're the first ones that are going to go. You're right. Straight white men. Mm-hmm. So what I want you to do is get back in that car, and I want you to go home and kiss your wife and kid. You got a kid and a wife, sir? I got both, yeah. I want you to go home and kiss him, and I want you to you, you tell your wife, and I want you to tell your kid that there are still good men in the world that realize that we're in a fight. You're in that fight, aren't you, sir? You bet your ass. Thank you. Heil Hitler. And then he leaves <laughs> and gets back in his car. And Ray Kelly's not my dad. But you see, he got so caught up in it. <laughs> you see, he got... Do you know the one part that made the most sense to me? What? The Heil Hitler part. <laughs> <laughs> Life is really good. Yeah, I mean, life is good. Are you going to have babies soon? Yeah, I think so. Wow. I want to try That's going to gonna be awesome. It's going to be fucking wild. Yeah. Would you ever want kids? Maybe. Yeah, I don't fucking. Who knows? Who cares? I know. I, that I'm is so a, far away. From, well, well that's, the, that's the hardest part about Los Angeles. I'm living in a home right now because there's children's lives are being ruined. Yeah, but, those, but, but you don't have to care about other people's kids. I, don't, I really yeah. don't believe it. I don't believe. Their lives are not being ruined. I'm kidding around. They're Here's the thing. Yeah. They're it's rich. a lot better to be rich and in an emotionally unstable situation than to be poor and have everything be great. Yeah, that's 100% true. It's 100% true. Well, because you yeah. grew up, you, okay, so you grew up with, with, with okay money. A little bit, a little then bit. Then went poor on your own. Then went poor on your own. Now you're back on your feet. Hey, your, feet. Does your family support you at all or no? In never, this, in, never. No, 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 not financially, in the sense of, of you. They love my comedy. My dad loves it. Well, then that's great. That is yeah, support. No, no, what yeah, else do you need? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've never taken a dime from my parents. No. And I feel good about it. I mean, big... my stepmother, they just bought a little cottage. She's like, you'll own this one day. I'm like, when? You'll live for another 40 years. Yeah, and you'll be dead before them. I'll be dead before them. There's no doubt. So. No, you'll live a long time. You'll live a long I'm life. I'm going to lose weight. You know why you'll live a long life, honestly? Yeah. And I, you can talk about that in yeah. a second. But um, being, being genuine, you talking about like falling down kind of in your own purse, uh, yeah. w worst way. You, you're, you're the most like, the reason I think you're so funny, truthfully, yeah. not to suck your dick, is you're the most clean-minded version of yourself. Like you're, nothing's holding you down. There's no crazy lies that you're fucking beholden to. There's no like life that you aren't, that you're lying to live, right? No. Like it's, all, not, it's all honest. Yeah, you're all out. It's you're all done. legit. It's so all legit. I, I, feel like, I feel like when comics become all undone, that's when they get the most funny. When they're like, yeah, ah, I don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah. I'm going to give yeah. you all the shit. 
Well, that yeah. That's probably why you're the that's most. That's probably time. why you're actually happy now. Well, yeah, truly, I also gotta like. I, I gotta lose fifty pounds. I got like I smoke cigarettes occasionally in L.A. now. When I never did that in New York ever. You never smoked. Never. But is it, is it him? Uh no. It's it's. I smoked in New York yeah. when I was young, when I was in my early twenties. But then I just quit for seven, eight. Everybody years. smoked in their early fucking twenties. Right. And now I'm in L.A. and it's like cool nights, and sometimes I have a cigarette. It's like not good. But what I want to do is get Wait, rid of that. Go it's, back. Yeah. You you like smoking at night, right? Beautiful, isn't it so nice? It's the best thing in the world. I got. It. As, as I hate during the day. Me, I could like actually not smoke all day. Yeah. And at night, just start going crazy. <sighs> it's so funny. As someone yeah. who doesn't smoke anymore, I'm, I I smoke a little bit, and nighttime is the only time I want to sit outside and smoke. Yeah. And have and have just a little cocktail. It's I get exactly it's a very why people do it. Yes. Like hey hey yes. You know who sucks? You know what comic I don't? You know <laughs> you know who I hope dies? Go tell me who. No, uh, I don't want to. <laughs> hey, you, 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 you want to lose fifty pounds as your goal? Is That's that a my goal. Is that a real well, it's, it, it's, I, I would like to use more than that, but I think fifty is a very definitive number. That's very doable, and I have to do it. And how? I, because, well, I'm going to start. I got to eat better, and I got to start exercising. What does that mean? Eat better. That's a vague term that people I don't use even all the eat time. Eat that bad. You know, once you get to a certain level of weight, the problem is your body just sustains. Sure. I don't eat like I don't eat bowls of ice. I don't eat the worst things in the world. You do love ice cream though. Well, I haven't had it in a while. But you say you love it. I do love it. It is the best food. Yeah. I mean, it's the best. What's the, that is the that is the most satisfying food. There's nothing better. I what, can prove what, it. You give it to a one year old. The one year old goes, Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> give it to the baby. Just got on Earth and goes, right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is. You have to acquire a taste for everything else. Yeah. Steak, lobster, all that shit. What's your vice? Um, now that you got rid of addiction, so to speak, I know you're an addict, wants yeah. an addict, whatever, what's your vice though? What's the thing that you go, I can't get away from this thing, whether it's food, a thing. I think food would be up there. That is, you know, food's probably bad. What's I mean, the one thing that makes you fucking that you're like, I, I, I feel bad every time I do it, but I love doing it. Murdering a dog. No, uh, I think <laughs> it's just like <laughs> eating something that's wrong. What is wrong? Eating something decadent and wrong. Deep fried. No, I actually don't like fried food. I'm not a huge fried food guy. So what? So so when you say here's what I'll do. Here's what I'll do if I'm being really bad. Yeah, give me your bad like, boy. Let's go have a shellfish tower. Let's have a porterhouse. Uh, you know, lobster mac and cheese, corn creme brulee, a little cream spinach, and let's finish it off with like, you know, some homemade ice cream from a steakhouse and a, a, a big piece of chocolate cake or chocolate souffle or something. You know, a real suicide meal. Yeah. A real problem. It's yeah, but, but but is it a real problem? If I do and then Taco Bell every now and then I'll have Taco Bell, which Taco is Taco Bell's good. dog shit. Yeah. Taco Bell's very now you you say that. I They're, argue with Rogan about it. It's actually tasty. Dog shit. It's tasty. You're living in you're living in the literal one of the best places to get authentic good Mexican food. Good. I know that's an annoying cliche of did Los Angeles. But they, we did they come here legally? No. Okay. Thank God. Um no I'm kidding. Of course not. Um <laughs> Uh, but you're telling me you know they're building the wall out of uh, Doritos Locos Tacos shells. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not like Taco Bell as as the taste? Absolutely not. I, I, it's it, to me. It I tastes... grew up with it though. Did you grow up with it? It's a nostalgia thing. To I me had because... it as a kid. I was a nostalgia. Okay, but dude. I'll give you another one. I had Domino's to... as a kid, but I think that tastes like shit. Oh, it doesn't. It tastes like shit. It really doesn't. That's not good pizza. Domino's and I'm not going to get into the pizza. Are good. Papa no. did nothing wrong. Papa did a lot wrong. Papa done did wrong. <laughs> but you know I do have a taste for some trashy food Pizza Hut you're gonna tell me Pizza Hut is not good you know it isn't the hut you know it's not good the hut 
What's the most pretentious slice of pizza in New York that every New York cunt is like? Some black truffle thing. Yeah. Some garbage. But no, from uh, where? At the, Marco, at the Marco Hotel, they have a black truffle pizza, which I actually love. Yeah. It's a restaurant that all the Real Housewives go to. Oh. It's like a John George restaurant, but it's Ooh. really, really, it's really good. Maybe it's Daniel Ballou. Who knows? Uh, but no, I, I need to break. Like late night, me and him will go to Bell at like 1.30. Yeah. Well, this skinny cunt can go to Bell. It doesn't do matter. He wants. That's what's annoying. He can do anything These he skinny wants. fucks can do that shit. He can do anything he wants. He, he's never teetered on 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 having a weight that's I concerning. I pray every day that he gets a fast acting mysterious cancer. Yeah. Where he doesn't know where it's coming from. Let's pick one. Where, what would he just get? Go numb. Let's pick one. I don't know. I like a blood cancer. Like yeah, blood blood, blood cancer. cancer. I like a I blood like, cancer. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because the Theranos with Elizabeth Holmes. I like the <laughs> idea of just blood being like. Fuck you. Yeah. Blood feels like a real serpentine type of like. Spinning through you. I mean, it is, it is, uh, who knows? He's skinny. He's always been skinny. I, you know, I have problems. It's very tough. People at home don't know where, that aren't going to be watching. We're talking about uh, a friend off camera now, and he is very good looking, skinny, and Oh, he's good an shape. LA guy. When I bring him into parties, he's good looking. Well, he's great to bring to these LA parties and everything because yeah. everyone loves him. All that people love him. Men, women, kids. Everybody loves him. Yeah, you know the valet. Everybody likes him because he's vague in race too. Which I don't know what he good. is. Is he? I is he? Is he Cuban or is, what are you? I don't. I, no one. No, he's not Cuban. He's just all white. He's all white. He's all white. But he's from Texas, and they have a little, you know, yeah, yeah, all yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Native American and all kinds of you know, oh, Mexican. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I remember. Rattlesnake. Yeah. But he's good. To, I can't bring another bruiser to a party. Like right. my when I walk in and I'm like. Ah! Yeah. People are like, okay, enough. <laughs> I bring him in and he's like a waif and he's like barely there and he's like, hello. And people love him because they can talk about shit. I won't have certain conversations. Give me one. He'll talk about the weather in a nice, polite way. Oh, uh, yeah. But he'll, because he's a sweet guy, he'll be like, oh, yeah. You know, when I did the thing and I'm like, listen, let's, let's, they're, they're cloning. They're cloning and they're doing it now. Yeah. And so, you gotta, you a guy like me. Two fat people should never be seen together. That's you, you never hang out with someone overweight. No, never not once. Really. No, I mean I have, in, you know, for business thing. Are you embarrassed? No, I just think people need to bring different things to the equation. A fat right. guy and a thin guy has been the model forever and successful things. Yeah. Laurel and Hardy, Abbott Costello. It's always a fat guy to thin guy to an extent. Spade and Farley. Right. I mean, it's always a fat guy to thin guy. You can't have two fat people and two thin people starts looking weird too. Because it's like, what are they up to? Well, if they're both, uh, if, if they're similar thin, if they're too similar in thinness. You want to, when you go into a place, you want to be memorable and you want to compliment each other. Like me and him compliment each other well. Right. You know? Right. I'm like aggressive. I have a very, like my voice is very off-putting. It's, um, it's like. Um, it's really perfect for comedy and podcasting. Yeah. It's like when you put a fork on a pan. You know, yeah. when you're, yeah, it's when you're exactly cooking. exactly right. Because do you know yeah. why? Yeah. Because that's the pan's telling the truth. Yeah. And people don't like that. The pan's going, ooh, I'm being scratched. Now. I'm being scratched. But what he does is you you put the fork on like a nice little fucking soft pillow. Yeah. And that's what LA is. It's like, oh, oh, the pillow's getting tickled. I'm like, you know, so I think that's you need friendships that complement each other. Sure. That's what I've always found. Well, you've you 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 are someone that compliments most people very well because you've offset everybody I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah. I don't know if there's anybody that's like you. That's a wonderful thing to be. Well, you know, yes and no. I mean, everyone Who's says like you? that, but no, but no, nobody's like me, but everyone says it's such a great thing to be. It is. But nobody in this business wants that. 
That's what, a you, what are you talking lie. about? What does They're that all, mean? What do you want? What do you want? In the industry of this business wants someone who's just like somebody else. What do you want the industry to to want you to do? Everything. What? I think I'm funny enough where they should write me a check and let me do things. You because say, give I me money at, and let me go. Yeah, absolutely. Look at these fucking shows they're making that are disgusting go. and unfunny. Give it to me. I mean, all, a lot of the things that they've made, uh, even, I mean, great shows that are like, even SNL now is kind of wacky. And it's, some of this stuff is downright unwatchable. Yeah. Some of these things that Comedy Central, True TV have made have been downright unwatchable. And they take great talents, really funny people, and they squeeze the funny out of them. They beat the funny out of them with bats. Why is it? Um, it's what do you part think of the, does it's it? Part of the pro, it's the process. Yeah. It's too many cooks in the kitchen. It's a bunch of people that want to be relevant that aren't funny, that are executives and people that work in production companies. It's all very unnecessary. Look at what we're doing now. We don't need 10 people to come in here. This would just slow us down. Yeah, it would. Yeah. So what I think I, I would really like an industry that was like, we want a streamline thing, but we want to give you money and we want to let you do funny, crazy shit. And people are going to connect to it. And we're going to find a way to distribute it online. And we're going to... I still like cool shit. I still love movies. I still love TV shows. But I want them to, things to be better, especially so comedy shows. Basically, you're talking about the early 90s. Because yeah, comedy was the early... Yeah, I don't want to surrender the industry to just woke garbage. Yeah, that's well, that's what it is. And right that's now. what it is. And listen, that's what we're all doing. There's nothing wrong with that. We're all going indie, which is what we have to do. Right. But I look at this shit and I'm still a little upset. I'm like, where's Mad TV? Where's shit right. like that? Right. Where's stuff like Reno 911 that you can't even do now? Because half of the jokes are Reno 911. If you propose them in a writer's room right now, they'd call the police. <laughs> so where is this shit? Like, like I think you think about that. That's such a great point. When I think yeah. about Nick Swartzen's character Terry from Reno 911, you could never pitch Terry now. Do you know that they would go? That's culturally insensitive. You can't do it. Yeah, no. You can't do it. Why does he always have to be sucking dick? I don't get it. <laughs> so what you have is a lot of unfunny people that yeah. are that want that are theater. A lot of the industry is people that were like theater kids. People that were like like Dylan. you were a theater kid though. You no, know, I was a professional actor who was paid. Holy relax. shit! I was on Sesame Street. I toured around the country. With you didn't play. go. You didn't go to theater school. No, not at all. I was you, a you had no formal actor. training. No formal training. Uh, it's called uh, training on television. <laughs> this cunt. I, I had an I had an agent at seven. Thanks. Um, but no, and I'm saying, listen, I'm saying this to be a cunt to be funny, <laughs> but it's actually a meaningful difference. Yeah. Because when, if you do it professionally, even as a kid, it's competitive and nasty. It's disgusting. And if you do it in theater in high school, everybody's fun and supportive. Sure. And those people fucking fail and that's it. And all the theater kids, my high school was like, had one of the best theater programs on Long Island. You know what it produced? A lot of lawyers <laughs> because you don't, you should all be made to take gym and have a fire breathing dyke chase you around an auditorium. <laughs> And like Mazenker used to, like, hey, time for the fun run. And you're like, look at this sinful woman. Uh, <laughs> I, but I, I look at that shit and I go, a lot of these types of kids, dilettantes, people that want to be near the business, but like people that want to be near talented people, but aren't talented people, right. they are the ones who fuck up every show. I just did a pilot. You know, one of the notes I got on, on it was... Uh. This was a pilot where I stood on a tour bus and yelled at people. And the note that I got was this. Are we going to explore economics through the lens of race and gender? And my email back was no, because it's not a course at NYU. <laughs> it's a 22-minute show where I'm on a tour bus. Yeah. So we're not doing that. What we're trying to do is be... But the minute that those fucking people began to think that they were important and they were fighting the good fight... Everything they inject all of that into it, and they ruin everything, and they ruin funny. Yeah, a lot of shit. yeah, a lot of funny people shit goes down. It is really true. so. When you say to me like, 
I don't I, like we don't care about the industry now. It's easy to say we don't care about the industry. It just depresses me from a human standpoint uh. that a lot of the shit I grew up on that I thought was great that I'd like to see more of that is still going on in the podcast world. Yeah. And they're still going on in the independent world. Real conversations, real shit. Footing. Why can't we have a version of that fucking on a streaming service or on TV? You can. Why is yeah? And I mean that. So that's that's my hope. But this is know? the new shit. Is we just have to make our own shit. Yeah. So in a weird way, this is by and large the most freeing time, right? The fans yeah. have spoken. People are like you. I, I love how many people I've sent your fucking video to uh, yeah. uh, on Melrose. Yeah. Uh, people that go. I would watch this. Every- I know. Okay. Yeah. So literally. The only thing yeah. that's left is it's up to us to just do it. That's it. So I think that's the thing is like, as much as I don't enjoy kind of quote unquote what's happening a little bit, uh, to some degree, I, it's the literal thing I love because I'm like, oh, wait, we can do whatever the fuck we want and we don't have, yeah. there's no parameters. Absolutely. I mean, dude, I'm embarrassed to say this and I don't really talk about it because it does, it makes me feel uncomfortable when I'm in, uh, around real actors Yeah. is I, I've never had any, literally any training. Uh, right. And never once. And I've landed a pretty good amount of jobs. Right. And other actors uh, there's people that have kind of when i tell them that they kind of look at you like oh you're trash like i'm, I'm yeah. less than but it's like dude i do this thing well, this is the, this is all the yeah, training so you so have more just training go, than they do well yeah to go back to what you're talking about they have, when, they when have bicycle right they have uh, training wheels right oh, right and you fucking you you starting as a fucking legs. kid in acting is what i'm paralleling it's like yeah you you just you just you jump right in and you fucking do it. That's I did a train. lot of plays. I did a lot of shows in New York City. A lot yeah. of black box theaters. Your parents put you in it, theater. or you wanted to do it? I wanted to do it. I pointed at the TV when I was like four, or five, and I was like, I want to be in that. That's funny. No, the pathology goes deep. You know, it's very. It's, but, why? Why though? Why? Something's I mean, I there. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a doctor. Ask Jordan Peterson. Jordan, I mean, come on in. Your <laughs> mother know, was your mother you was know. extremely supportive. She was supportive, but she wasn't like a big stage mom. She was good and supportive, like. I can't tell you why. I, dude, when I watch old movies of myself, and I think a lot of them were destroyed in Hurricane Sandy, thank God. <laughs> I'd be like three, going, everyone look at me, I want to put on a play at three. Yeah. Like three years old, being like, hey, whole party of people. Watch me. And then I would just like smash something in my head because that's what you do at three. It was a great bit. So do you think that this is, this is what every comic has to go through? I did the same kind of nonsense. I don't know. I just feel like- When I was, I was fucking that- nine, I sung at my parents' wedding. Yeah. I thought that, I thought that was the coolest thing. I sung, one singular sensation. Yeah, I was so yeah. gay as a child. One singular sensation. sensation. That was my grandmother's retirement song. Yeah. 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 You, your Dying grandmother Ryan. goes out, my parents go in. I think we all, in a way, a lot of us want that spotlight. And where that comes from, I don't know. Something's deeply wrong. Yeah. Something is inherently Something's incorrect. inherently off. But you're okay with it. How, how can you fight what it is? You can't fight what it is. Well, you, you, can, walk, you go, can walk away from it. You can just, just not. But you can't. I mean, yeah. that's why they're all walking around waiting for the ferryman. I mean, sadly, I don't think you can. Yeah. Here's the problem, dude. I actually don't think you can. I think it either works or your life is ruined. Damn. I don't think people can. I even think the people that do never fully do. You think the people that do it never really... If you're a real comic, and a lot yeah. of these people aren't. So if you're not a real comic, it's whatever. You, you and I are real professional comedians. Yeah, I think, I think once you... Whatever that threshold is, once you're in it, it is hard to fucking get out. Well, I wouldn't want to get out. To, I wouldn't want to get out. No, no, no. None of us would want to get out. I'm just saying. Oh. Any, anybody, for whatever reason, even if you're not as far along as you or as far along as I or whatever, I just think once you're kind of in, yeah. you're in. Okay. This ruins you for everything else. 
Well, let me tell you something. I, How can you do anything I, else I, after I, you've I done I could this? get out. I could get out. You could get out? I could. I don't you want say to. say that. I don't want to, but I know it's in the back of my head. I'm not saying you'd murder your family. I would. I'm saying I that. Wouldn't, I wouldn't even. I, I would not even do twice. But I'm saying that when you were out, you wouldn't be fully out because this is still so much a part of you and your DNA. Yeah. You'd be sitting some, my friends that are like, you know, firefighters or whatever. They got a hot wife. They go on two vacations a year. They have a nice little house in Long Island. Perfect. When they're on vacation, they're on fucking vacation. They don't care. Right. You'll never be able to clear your head completely of this business. You never will. You'll never be able to do it. Even if you get out and you run as far away as you think you can, mm -hmm. I'm telling you right now, there'll be a small corner of your mind with cobwebs and in that corner of your mind will be fucking something from this business. You'll never be able to get rid of it. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I'm on my way out today. You're going? You're, this you're is done? my last day. Is it really? I want to say goodnight to my fans, my friends, my family, my dog. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, listen, if it, it was if, that if, easy. If you had to get out, where would you go though? If it you was got to like, run. Where? A small town in New England. I, I already know where I'm at. Where? A little island off the coast, uh, uh, a little island off of Sicily. Um, and uh, I, would, I would be a, a little shitty uh, fisherman off, a little, off the coast of Sicily down there. That's such a, that's such a like, that's, you read that in like a John Grisham novel. I don't read. You know that I don't that's, read books. But I, I've never, I know, I've never read a book. Into a TV I've, thing, never read it a, I've never read a book front that, to back. Is that true? 100%. Interesting. I love LA. You just come right out with that. Yeah. I love it. Well, no, I'm from Chicago and, and none of those people read books either. It's just different. They've read Mein Kampf. Well, uh, the Bible? There's is that what you're talking about? That they've read. They've you're talking read about my, the Bible? They've read My Awakening by David Duke. Okay. The There's Bible? Certain, the Bible. Yeah, you're talking Old Testament, the New G Testament. The Giordano's <laughs> pizza menu. I've read that a thousand times. I love Giordano's. Yeah, and Lou's. I like Lou's too. Eh. Look at this guy. They're mm. both delicious. Pequod's is good. Pequod's is fucking wonderful. Portillo's oh. is good, but I couldn't do the cake shake because they said the chocolate cake was made with mayonnaise. And then I just felt gross because I saw the cake and the way it glistened. I'm like, oh, that is a mayonnaise chocolate cake. You didn't um, try it? No. Is it good? Oh, fuck. It, come on. I know. I Dude, I hate mayonnaise. There is not mayonnaise in this home. I don't. I, I like I mayonnaise. Fuck, I, don't I like fuck mayonnaise, with okay. but I don't want it in my chocolate cake. I don't cake. like it. Okay. I'll eat the fuck out of that cake any day. Really? It's fucking phenomenal. I just start picturing how they make it with chocolate and mayo, and it's just, just it it's gross. It. I hate mayo in general. It's, good, um, it's repulsive. But it's a really good. Everyone said it's so soft. So soft because of the frosting. mayo. Fluff. I mean, it's like a, just a little oh, piece of the, a cloud. God, we should, we should go get one Have right you now. Ever tried the cake shake? No, it's in L.A., buddy. Have what? Ever, we're in L.A. You so can't get do you it. not know? What, there's a Portillo's here. There's a Portillo's. How disgusting here. is that? Buena Park. So gross. What about the shake that they put the cake in? Yeah, the cake shake is delicious. Fluffy has like 20 minutes on that. He's like, I have a cake shake. And uh -huh. everyone's like, ah. He's very talented. Do you know that's fake? And I would open for Do you me. know that's fake? What? His weight, it's, all, it's a fat suit. Is it true? Yeah, he was 119 pounds. <laughs> and he's white? He's white. He's a hipster from Echo Park. <laughs> he's a white hipster from Echo Park. I say that about a lot of my friends. All, I, I make jokes like that all the time. Just If somebody's new, like, you know, you obviously aren't. Are gullible like that, but like someone in the comedy community is new, and they're like, "Oh, you know, I've met so and so yeah. all the time." I always go like Brad Williams. You know, he's a he's a he's a midget. Every yeah. time I'll go, that's you know, that's a bit. Yeah, it's what he's that's doing. a whole bit. He's just doing that for the. That's stage. a bit. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, he's not. He actually sure. has full legs. He's he just folds them up. <laughs> he a, folds them up. He folds them. Miss Pat, not a fat black woman. Not a fat black. Not woman. even a little. She's a Korean girl. She's a small Korean woman. Very quick. <laughs> Very quick. Maneuvers through the club, puts on the suit, gets in. Miss <laughs> Pat is a Korean woman. She's one of the funniest people. Me, her Fucking Bobby. Fucking hysterical. Me, her dude. Bobby Kelly, Montreal yeah. Comedy Festival. Yeah. Last year, we're at a restaurant. Mm. They bring over three blinks. Okay. 
Miss Pat is on her phone, FaceTiming her daughter, going, "Beat them kids on the phone! Beat them <laughs> badass kids! Hit them in front of me! Are they acting up? Hit them!" And then you hear like, Miss <laughs> Pat's like, "Get them! Get them!" And the kids like, <laughs> in the restaurant, the the people, the French Canadians are terrified. Yeah, they bring over three little wigs. It is me, Bobby, and Miss Pat. Miss mm-hmm. Pat calls the waitress over and goes. What the fuck we gonna do with these wings? What am I gonna put them in my pussy? <laughs> it was the funniest thing I have ever seen in my life. She's a so funny. Me and her, Bobby Kelly, hiked. Have you been to JFL ever? Yeah. You, there's a mountain you can hike up, yep. and me, her, and Bobby hiked up the mountain and then got ice cream at the top of the mountain. It was the funniest. That sounds thing. like a beautiful day. It was a great. By the way, I mean, that's, you're hanging out with three overweight people now. They're two overweight people. Yeah. So yeah. you don't. You say you don't do that. Well, no, they're, they're, they, they, out of the country, we're out of the country. And also that's business, uh, business. Business. You're allowed to, when you go to a party, if you're going to bring another person, this is my only point. You can't bring yourself. Yeah. You got to bring somebody else. That's funny. You know, I used to go to Louis to a Louis with a lot of parties. We would go together. Louis CK. Yeah. A lot of parties. Do you know each other? Very well. Interesting. Yeah. I'm fighting for the guy. You look alike. Yeah. Yeah. He's a great, great comedian. I don't know him at all. I know you don't. I met him twice. Actually, he was very nice when he came and did uh, shows at the store, and I really did like him a lot. And, um, man, I can't wait till he comes back. Yeah, I me can't too. fucking wait till he comes back. Me too. He's going to do this beautiful big manifesto on stage. It's going to be this like, wonderful piece of comedy truth. It'll be like a Chappellean type of thing. I hope he comes back with like a Nanette yeah. from the other side. Like he got raped. Like a genius Nanette. Yeah. But for the alt-right. Did you watch Nanette? Which everyone is saying he is, which is so <laughs> stupid. He's not at all. He's actually a very brilliant guy. No, they, yeah, they say he's a moron. They're so yeah. stupid. Yeah. These, these fucking dirtbag writers that make 300 grand a year to not die in a writer's room. These yeah. fucking pigs, fat slobs. <laughs> disgusting pigs. Um, did you watch Nanette? Of course. Yo, you did? Yeah. I, I didn't see it. It wasn't for me, but I'll tell you this. <laughs> Some of the specials after that yeah. have made Nanette look like Bring the Pain. <laughs> I didn't know how good Nanette was. I watched some special. I'm like, oh, fuck. Nanette is great. Yeah. You see some comedy in LA, you're like, Nanette is phenomenal. Yeah. You know, it's a thing, man. It's, it, it was not nearly as annoying as the press that surrounded it. Like all those articles were like, comedy's over. Right, right. But that was only very, that was one voice. Yeah. Just like the other voice that was saying, like, this is the revolution of comedy. I also disagreed with so heavily. It's like, no, this is not the future of comedy. We don't really need anyone to write about comedy Yeah, anymore. that's the biggest we problem just, with comedy. We don't really need anyone writing about it. We have the fans. They can tell us. We yeah. actually don't need your reviews shitty. Are, reviews are ridiculous. You, we don't need your shitty think piece uh, that's right. written <laughs> from your uh, MacBook. Your father bought you and your dad's paying your rent and you're sitting there and firing off these dumb articles. Right. You know? Close it all down. Close Close it down. Shut it down. Shut it down. They have a job. They have a job to do. That's like when anything, when anything it's written in they do have room. jobs and i don't mind listen i don't mind it is what it is it's all it's all like it's all bullshit were, when you were talking to me i love bringing things full circle i'm very good at this yeah when you're talking to me about being a parasite and being a vulture that's what it is yeah everybody in their own way is just cannibalizing everybody else's shit so they cannibalize the art that was made and then people cannibalize the critiques and then everybody cannibalizes everybody and that's it and then we're all we all eat each other and it makes way for new life 
Yeah. That's what it is. We eat each other, we shit each other out, and that births into That's why you have to eat them. You have to eat the pain. And well, you that's go, what they oh, say. you can't wait around for people to falter and then eat their pain. No, you have to eat you their pain. You have to eat their pain. You have them. to cannibalize your pain because if not, the lizard people will do it. And if the lizard people do it, they're going to get all the benefits of the negative energy. You have to eat the negative energy. Eat the pain. Who's the, who's the head lizard now? Do you know who it is? Is Joe Biden lizard? Somebody told me he was lizard. He'd like to be a lizard. He can't make it? Biden can't make it as a lizard? He's like, he's kind of a lizard. Yeah. But not fully? He, you know. No, it's always... Here's the thing. With, there is no head lizard person. Uh. They all shift. And that's the thing with people... What people don't understand about conspiracies, they think it's one group, or they think it's five guys in a room with cigars. It's actually... And this was a guy that said this on my show. It's just society at the highest levels perpetuating itself. Uh, That's all it is. It's not neat and it's not clean. It's people that will go to war with each other immediately, uh, but when they're faced with a common enemy, they'll band together because they have that solidarity. Um, it's people that are in big business, government, media, all over the place. Wherever they are, Hollywood, they're just at the, they're at the apex of society and they'll do anything to stay there. Anything. Anything. They'll arrange the game in any way that it is favorable to them. And the ways of doing that would blow people's minds. The ways that people maneuver, the ways that they can exert control on other people would fascinate people. Yeah. That, I think, is what's truly fascinating. When you look at these fucking senators and congressmen that all show up to Washington, D.C., and almost immediately they start voting against the interests of their home districts. Right. The people that they've grown up with their whole fucking lives. Sorry, Ma. You're not getting that fucking implant. Shut up. You go, how did this happen? And then you realize, oh, the pressures that are on them are coming from all these different places. A lot of those people are having extramarital affairs. Some of them have drug problems. Some of them have cheated on their taxes. Some of them are into much worse, sicker things. And there are ways that people can hold them in a place and make them do what they want and, and, and make sure that they are useful. And they, they comp I mean, that's what this has been going on for a very, very long time. You compromise people and you put them in the position of doing what you want. And some people don't even have to be compromised because they just do it fucking anyway. Yeah. Because they're just in it for the money. But that's, I think, the difference. I don't think people realize how widespread that is. And how effective people are at getting people to do what they want. Yeah. And that's what it is. But that's all it is. It's not like five people in a room. No, it's not some, no. It's not some secret club. It's all over the place. No, it's how do, we, how do we make this happen? How do we get this guy out of power in a democratically Or how do we put country? the right guy into power? Yeah. Donald Trump is the best example. They put him into power. No, Donald Trump's actually, I would say Donald Trump, they didn't care. Here's the thing. They don't care who's in power. Does it matter? That's why they put him there. See, they, I think he's a good pawn. He actually, they don't, I don't believe, I think they, they were, they were some of them wanted him in, some of them didn't. Yeah. Some of them thought it'd be a good opportunity. Some of them would have rathered Hillary because she played the game for a lot longer. But at the end of the day, these people don't care. You voted for Ron Paul. Uh, I didn't vote. I just don't vote. I live in New York. I don't care. I voted for George W. Bush once, Obama once, and I stopped voting. Once nothing ever changed. Obama once, voting. but not Obama too? No, because nothing changed. Obama yeah. won. Then you, you, you got to get to a certain point when you realize nothing changes. Yeah. Nothing real, other than like the social things that, you know, gay marriage will happen and this will happen and that'll happen. And I'm not saying to totally disengage, but the foreign policy, economic policy, things like that, it's not 
like, we're just going to do a lot of what we, you know, Obama came in and was like, the American military, we cannot do things. And then we're, we're at war for seven years, drone <laughs> striking every yeah. secret prison, CIA, kidnapping. It's bit. all the same shit. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Is People Trump going like to win again? I think it matters because then they matter. Yeah. Because if that matters, then they, well, I don't know. You got to win my vote. Right. I don't know who I'm voting for. You shut up. <laughs> you shut up. Eat the cake shake. Die. Eat the cake shake you and die. You fucking have a say. You don't have a say. <laughs> Imagine you had a say in Schaumburg, Illinois, eating a fucking heart attack. <laughs> Imagine someone came to you and said, what do you think the trade policy should be? You don't have this. You've never had a say, but nobody likes that. Right. Nobody likes that. It's hard to admit. People want to have, you don't have a say. You think you do because right. you vote. It's fun. You go, this team and my team and you and mm -hmm. me. They don't get, they start, they bomb. Why did we go into Libya? Did anyone explain that? <laughs> we, we fund Saudi Arabia. They're doing a genocide in Yemen. They don't ask. They don't go, uh, hello, okay. They don't shut down a Denny's for five minutes ago. Uh, everyone, along with your checks, we are going to hand out a slip of paper. Are you pro or against the genocide in Yemen that we're currently funding? <laughs> yes, check, no, X. Thank you. We're tabulating ballots. We're going to decide. No one cares what you think. So if you realize that at an early age, like I realize that, you run the risk of alienating people that think you're a bad person. Like people come to me and go, oh, you're a cynical bad person because you don't care about other people. Like, no, I care about other people, but I'm intellectually honest enough to know that nobody came and asked me before they gave Saudi Arabia all these weapons. Right. Nobody came and asked yeah. me before they backed. Over. Nobody came and asked me before they went and knocked over five Middle Eastern countries after 9-11. No one came and asked me before they yeah, they just do this shit they just do it and you're a part of it you're a part of it and you have to sit here and go okay but you know what you do yeah you eat the fucking cake shake yeah eat the cake eat shake eat the fucking cake eat shake eat the cake shake eat the pokeball eat the pokeball you do fucking what you cake want shake, be nice to your brother half these people on twitter that are like all right you're humanity they haven't seen their brother in five years yeah be good to the people you can be you want to force political change do it i'm proud of you that's not what i do i make people laugh good for you Yes. If you feel that you can do it, go do it. Great. Edward Snowden thought he could do it. He's in Moscow now. <laughs> Michael Hastings wanted to do it. His car emoliated right outside of Austria Mocha on Larchmont. Right. Kennedy wanted to do it. Martin Luther King wanted to. You see what I'm getting out of here? <laughs> you see where I'm going here? Obama thought he wanted to do it. And then he goes, I'll just go on Ellen and dance. <laughs> and everyone went, great, great. <laughs> Bombs away. And he'll just dance. None of these fuckers care. They just want a president that represents America who's a good faker. Trump's yeah. not a good faker. No, he's a bad faker. Trump owns the Miss Universe pageant. He's a wealthy, cocky narcissist who's the worst face of the American empire. He's yeah, but he's, a, he's the American dream. He's exactly what we are. He is perfectly America. There's a great line in the movie Nixon. Yeah. It was made by Oliver Stone. Some people didn't like it. I fucking love it. What do you Fuck mean? You. I think people like that movie. I, I love it. Yeah, I like A lot it. of these pretentious cons that have never done anything are like, <laughs> at the end of the movie, Nixon looks at a picture of Kennedy and he goes, this is the night before he leaves office or close to it. He looks at a picture of Kennedy. He goes, he goes when they see you, they see what they want to be. When they see me, they see what they are. Uh, and that's it. When we look at Trump, we see who we are. Yes. Yeah. 
who we are. Yeah, well, the Kennedys were who everybody wanted to be, this this wealthy yes. New England family who, who lived in the lap of luxury and nothing really mattered and they were yeah. all good looking and... Trump you, is this. When you look at Obama, guy who you know overcame the racial things, all the problems. What racial things? Being half black. He's half black. He's half black. Oh my god! It's not just the lighting. I thought it. Just, I thought it was the lighting. I thought well. it was the lighting. That was a tan. I light. used to tell people it was the lighting in Long Island. I'm like, don't worry, Grandma. It's the light. <laughs> He's a town Sicilian. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Trump's who we are. People are uncomfortable. Obama's who you want to be. He's, yeah. he's, the, he's the fucking the guy. He's the Jedediah Bartlett, West Wing, Aaron Sorkin wrote Obama. He's perfect. He's got the he didn't ro- he's write robotic. Trump. Who wrote yeah. Trump? Let's think who wrote Trump. Aaron Sorkin wrote Obama. Yeah. Who would what? You know, Tarantino wrote Trump or maybe directed Trump. No, it'd have to be like. Uh... It have it it would have Adam to be Adam McKay like a yeah Adam a McKay good... did a good job with uh, Vice Vice was good it was good I mean I'm friends with Adam and I know him because we're in the same circle of Hollywood people <laughs> that see each other we live in a similar area we hang and we don't agree on everything but we respect each other as, as talents because he's done you know the Big Short and I've done you know, side splitters in Tampa and he understands he gets it he gets it. But uh, I felt he tried to do everything in that movie, and he did nothing. Yeah? That's the problem. Well, the acting was fucking good. Christian Bale's great. but you're, he's, he's great. You're an actor. I'm a comedian. I'm so, a fucking comedian. I'm kidding with you. Dan Soder gets so mad when I call him an actor. Dan Soder? Yeah. But he's a good actor. He's a great actor. So that's, that's an issue. I know. I love what people get insulted by in this business. You're a great actor, and you're on a hit show. Shut up! That's only because comedians have such egos about wanting to always be comedians. There's this comics, comics nonsense. Comedians should be put in a cage. Yeah, though they're pieces of shit. You know the ISIS flame cage? Know it. Support it. Comedians should go in the flame cage. (laughs) That's where they should go in. Shout out to ISIS. Shout shout out to ISIS. This actually, this uh, this whole thing is being broadcast just there. Just just for ISIS. I would do so well in Syria. You would would murder. 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 Tim Dillon murders Syria. Because I look like the fat white guy that is a celebrity. Like, that's what they understand about You're America. Kevin James. They understand that. Yeah. And then once I go over, I'm like, you guys have some points. They're like, love I this mean, it guy. Would be crazy. It would be nuts. Do you do the road? Side splitters you joked about? Do you I do, do the road? Want. Of course I do. Are you on the road right I want now? To make money. Huh? Yeah, I'm going to. Uh, I'm plug going dates. To you want to plug dates? Mohegan Sun, June 20th through the 22nd. Okay. I'm going to St. Louis Funny Bone, the 27th through the 29th. I'll be at Hilarities in Cleveland, July 19th and 20th. American Comedy Co. in San Diego, August 1st through the 3rd. Boom. Who do you uh, take with you? Anybody? Comedy.com. I used to take an opener out of New York. Now I don't take anyone really. <sighs> well, because now it's harder. That'll change. They want, well, they want, well I love taking people. I love, it's but just it's just too lonely, man. Diversity now has become a thing. For whom? For a lot of these clubs. So they want to put, I think they want to put somebody on the lineup who's like a woman or whatever, which I'm totally cool with. So I don't bring it like. You just let them do it. I just kind of let them do it. I like to bring someone if I can because I don't want to I like to bring somebody if I can too. I'll check. Like, but sometimes they go, we've already booked someone. Yeah, no. Well, then and just I, say no. You're the headliner. That's true. Yeah, I always say, I always like, no, I want to bring someone that I want to bring. Sometimes I get sick of sharing a room with someone. Oh, I don't share a room. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You make the club pay. Oh, yeah. Okay. But see, I like sharing the room is fun. No. Because sometimes I like to talk to like 3 a.m. No. But then I get sick of it. I'll go in your room. We'll hang out and then I'll go back in my room. Right. Like, like when I bring this. What gift. if I want to rape you? I'll leave the doors it's, unlocked. Okay. The door's hey, always unlocked. Hey. Fair. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> Fair. So what? Go to TimDillonComedy.com. If you yeah, want to go see these dates, go see him uh, live. It's a lot of fun. One of the best comics um, working today. And, I, and I, I, it sounds cheap, but. I do mean it. I think you're extremely fucking funny. No, it's not I'm cheap. Glad I, you paid a lot. I paid 3500 for him to say this, so it's not cheap at all. 
cash. Don't, don't, talk about my, don't talk about my prices online. Don't talk about my fucking prices. Go to, go to TimDillonComedy.com. Tim J. Dillon, uh, D-I-L-L-O-N on Instagram and Twitter. And I'll plug that all in the description. I get yelled at every time people go, you didn't put in the fucking... All right. I'll put it in the goddamn it's description. It's coming. Calm down. It's coming. Um, please go see him. Uh, go to andrewsantino.com for all that bullshit. Thank you for coming. Thank, Thank you for coming. I wish we had a camera and a mic over there for you. You know what? Who cares? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> in here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Oh, that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful.